Francisco. Ah, got it. Welcome, everyone, to Flip It Curiously. I am Tony of Downside Up, and with me, as always, is my friend and my co-host. This is Brennan. Hey, guys. Brennan, the curious picker. We and are, fish picks. And, oh, and fish picks. That's right. And fish picks. We are uh, resellers. I'm a full-time reseller. Brennan is a part-time reseller. And we... Um, what do we do? Uh, oh, yeah, we find uh, treasures at thrift stores, garage sales, um, could be anywhere. Um, where's what's the one that? Oh, not a th- flea, flea markets, things like flea that. Markets, yeah. Uh, Facebook marketplace, pretty much anywhere we can find stuff that people don't want anymore. Um, people that just don't think it has much value or don't care if it has value and want it out of their house. We buy those things, flip them online for a profit, get them to people who will pay a premium for those items. So that's what I got is I don't remember if there's any more to that intro or not, but Brennan, I'm going to flip it over to you right now. Yeah, right on. I think you, I think you nailed it. Yeah. Pretty much, pretty much nailed it there. Uh, so yeah, thank you guys again for, for joining us. Um, and again, we are recording during the middle of the day. So a little, little different, uh, different flavor we got going on here. Um, now generally in our previous podcast, we would, uh, start off with a sip it, uh, but again, middle of the day. So neither of us are actually drinking anything. I'm drinking some water. Uh, so we're coffee over there. Yep. I got the million dollar mug. Nice um, Ted DiBiase. Ted DiBiase. Uh, I don't really care that much that he was implicated in some sort of a scandal here recently with Brett Favre and those people. Uh, this is still a sweet mug and I use it on days. I need motivation to try to make more money. So I like it. I do not know what scandal you speak of, but I will ask you about that later because that sounds pretty uh, interesting. Um, yeah. <laughs> so today we're going to uh, we're going to do something a little bit different here, and we're going to workshop a little little segment here. Uh, so we're workshopping the title. I think we're going to start with Watch It, uh, which is you know similar to Sip It and Flip It, you know th- things along those lines. So we're just going to go. Th- <laughs> We're going to go through uh, just a few things that we're watching, you know, currently, things that uh, have piqued our interest, things that we uh, enjoy. uh, And hopefully, you know, maybe you guys would check them out. Or if you are watching them, you can, you know, add some feedback uh, to to the pod about what you're watching as well. Yeah. So since this was, I think this was my idea. It's it's hard to remember ideas any longer, but pretty sure this one was mine. Um, I'm going to start with a non-Netflix show, I'm actually going to start with The Righteous Gemstones. Um, I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with that. It is, uh, it's on HBO. Uh, it stars um, John Goodman uh, from, from Roseanne and uh, Danny McBride. Um, oh, what is his, I think that's his real name. Should have, uh, I should have check that real quick but i'm pretty sure danny mcbride so he was um have you seen pineapple express i have not or um i'm trying to think what else um he was in uh eastbound and down oh this guy yeah that guy uh Vice principal. I've seen his face. I don't know that I've actually seen him in a movie or one that I thought was good, but that's fair. Yeah, I don't. Um, I, I know his face, but I, I don't think I have. I've never watched any of those shows. So, 
I know so this John one Goodman. is John Goodman. Hey, yeah. So uh, the, the Righteous Gemstones is about a uh, a televangelist family, basically. Um, so John Goodman is the is the father of of the family and is the the big priest, uh, and they get into all types of uh, all types of nonsense for being a religious family. Um, it it is very vulgar. Uh, it's very violent at times. Um, it's very funny, but it, it is a different kind of show. It is, it, it's, it's not for everyone. I, I will, I will say that on the uh, upfront is definitely not for everyone. I find it, me and my wife find it hilarious. Um, we watched the first season, I think it was a few years ago. And then once we saw they were coming out with the second season, we actually high-fived because <laughs> the second season was coming out. So, uh, that, that's how much, you know, we, we enjoy this show. Um, so yeah, I, I would highly recommend, at the very least, you know, checking it out uh, and getting getting some laughs and seeing seeing if you appreciate it or not. Again, it it is you know a spoof on religion and you know the the mega churches. So if that's something that will upset you, then uh, I would say not to watch it because you know I would say not to watch it in that case. But I think it's a funny show. I, I dig it a lot. Righteous gemstones. And you are, are you currently watching that? I am. So this is one of those shows. So it's HBO Max. They are not doing, they didn't put it all out at once. They're doing one episode each Sunday. Okay. Um, so you, you do have, you do have that, which personally, I, I like being able to binge, uh, binge through things if I can, but this one works out nicely. Yeah. Okay. Oh, here it is. Um, okay, so my first show that I am currently watching, and I'm not, I just finished a couple, so I'm going to talk about the two I just finished, uh, but I'm going to start with one I'm actually watching. I'm re-watching, and it is The Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, which is one of the funniest shows I have ever seen. It's goofy. Um, there's a lot of 90s nostalgia um, because, so Kimmy, if you haven't seen it, it's a Here's what Netflix puts on their little blurb. It says, when a woman is rescued from a doomsday cult and lands in New York City, she must navigate a world she didn't think even existed anymore. So she is locked in a bunker for 15 years. This preacher guy basically convinces these four women that the world has ended or is ending. So they go in this bunker and then he tells them, yeah, I see it out there. It's everything's gone. There's nothing left. And so they live in this bunker for 15 years and then they are found. And then the the show is about her trying to navigate the world 15 years later uh, in New York city. And it has one of the absolute best characters I have ever seen. His name is Titus Andromedon. And um, he, I, the things that that man says in the show crack me up. Um, one of them I sent to my brother for his birthday because uh, he loves that show. And it was a, oh, let's see if I can see if I can find it. Um, I actually sent one today to my friend uh, that just said sweet baby Jesus. And it had him acting it out. Uh, but he's like, um, dang it. I wish I remembered this off my head. I don't want to say it wrong. Um, Oh, nice. Oh, breakable. He's alive. That's such a great theme. It's a miracle. Song. It's like it, what they did is they spoofed. 
if you remember uh, the lady uh, Sweet Brown, who did yeah. yep. anybody got time for that? And then they they songified it. I think is what they call that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was another one was the bedroom intruder guy, which I never. Oh, yeah. They yeah. did that. And so they songified basically the beginning of the show is they're being rescued from this bunker and the neighbor, the black neighbor guy, he's just he's just he's giving an interview similar to them. And then all of a sudden they songify it and that becomes the theme song for the entire series, which was, I think, was eight years, actually. Um, uh, I'm pretty I'm like a diamond, Kimmy. That's the one I'm trying to think of. Um <laughs> Dang it. I'll have to come up with that one. But if you have not seen Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt and you like shows, uh, just dumb ass shows like uh, Schitt's Creek and um, I I couldn't even. uh, Another one that I love that I'm not going to talk about. It's called Working Moms. That's on Netflix. That's hilarious. Uh, That stars and I think is produced by uh, I think her name's Catherine uh, Reitman, Reitman, Rittman, her father, Ivan uh was the producer of ghostbusters and then the son wrote or produced the new ghostbusters movie um so that's a really funny show it's i mean it's funny it's about basically moms but i i don't care i thought it was funny uh but it real goofy shows um but that's anyways uh unbreakable kimmy schmidt i'm gonna come up with that line here in a minute uh, on my next turn. So Brennan, I'll, I'll kick it back over to you. What else are you watching? So the next show that I'm watching Netflix show right now, a huge fan is Ozark. Um, not sure if you're familiar with that one, but uh, so Ozark stars Jason Bateman. I think he actually directed as well. Um, and maybe even writes some of it. Um, so this was the show that I started watching after Breaking Bad. I think Netflix had put out like, hey, since you like Breaking Bad, you might like this show. Um, and they were they were right. Uh, it, it is a phenomenal show. Uh, it's very dark. Yeah. Um, very it is a very, very dark show uh, set in... Um, God, why can't I think of where it's set in? Um, set yeah, in the Ozarks. Yeah, <laughs> set in the Ozarks. Uh, that um, was very, I think... I'm pretty sure, yes. Some, yes. Somewhere down where I've never been, so... Yeah, somewhere, somewhere down, down in the backwoods of uh, the Missouri, um, and basically it, it follows the story of a family. Uh, Jason uh, Marty Bird is a financial planner who turns to um, money laundering, mm-hmm. and uh, the whole family eventually kind of gets gets looped into this money laundering. Uh, mm-hmm. They're working for drug cartels. Uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of violence. Um, there's not so much drug use in this show as you as you would think, uh, but there's there's a little bit you know a little bit of drug use here, but there is a ton of violence in this show. Uh, it is the profanity is almost one of the worst I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ruth, Ruth, uh, she she has got a mouth on her. That, them back, that is... them backs, backwoods trailer people. <laughs> show, wow. Yes, it's a lot. It's a yes. lot. She she does she does have she's got a mouth on her for sure. Um, I think it's to to me I, I think it's a really really well done because obviously there's a ton of drama. Yeah. Um, like I said, ton of violence, ton of ton of all that. But for whatever reason, Jason Bateman is always funny to me, even when he's not trying to be. 
like his just his mannerisms and the way that he talks throughout the show like even in like the most tense situations he always he just adds just enough lightness um just enough lightness to to the dark uh to keep it you know to keep it moving right um so uh they're on the fourth season fourth season just came out so i started watching that and i got through the first seven episodes and then it stopped and i'm like what this is not the end what's going on and i just realized that there are two parts to to this last season here so yeah i didn't i did not realize that so oh because i i i watched it one night while i was listing down here i watched uh five episodes and i watched two the next day and finished it and i was like that's not seven why is there only seven so are they going to come out with another another like couple here later it's not out now right it's not out now. Uh, I believe I was just reading. He said that the part two, he said, will be coming out sometime soon. Uh, so it should be coming out this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, just there's no no set date yet for when part two will come out. Okay. But yeah, so I'm a, I'm a huge fan. I, I absolutely love this show. Um, my wife does not like it, so I have to watch it. Watch it on your own. Yeah, watch it on my Why own time. Working? yes <laughs> while i am while i am working air quote working yeah. um but yeah yeah it's 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 an awesome show it's uh i i, I highly recommend it mm-hmm. to anyone that you know can can stomach you know this type of a show again it, it's not you know if you're looking for light-hearted fun this is not your this is not your show no no um if you like breaking bad you'll like this yep i mean I they're right when they say if you like this you would like this um your, your point about Jason Bateman, um, he literally is playing his Arrested Development character just a little less funny. I mean, it's literally the same. It's the yeah. same because he shows he shows such little emotion. And there's times where I'm like, like, even when he's like lying to people, it's like, how do they not know? Like, he's clearly not. He's clearly not telling the <laughs> truth or but it's it is literally just a less funny version of is it Michael Bluth? Um, so my second show is uh ozark i put it on there on my list too so i'll read the netflix it's a financial advisor drags his family from chicago to the missouri ozarks where he must launder 500 million dollars in five years to appease a drug boss um uh, everything brennan said is true uh it's a great show if you haven't seen it i highly recommend it it is vulgar it is there's violence which i do not like but uh, but I like the story of it. Um, it's one of those where um, I was the same way with Shameless. I had to take a break um, because it was bringing me down like mentally, like it, it emotionally pulled me down into like a depression because it is it is one of those shows that uh, I don't know, say trigger, but it definitely has some uh, some it's, it's very dark. And if you if you're affected by that, like I was, um, you'll need to take a break in some of it. But um, what I was going to say, I was going to ask you, um, do you have a favorite character in Ozark? I, I Marty. Mar- I, I, yeah. I just everything about him in that show. I, <clears throat> well, let me be clear. I, I don't want to do what he does for, for a living or anything yeah. like that. Yeah. But uh, I, I like his character a lot. I, I like the way that he, portrays that character just kind of how he tries to work through everything i think i think when you watch a show and you're really invested in a show you typically will be drawn to a certain character 
because uh, if the characters aren't strong or if there isn't a strong character that you sort of relate to in some way, shape or form, um, I don't think that show is typically successful. Uh, now, there are shows that are more of an ensemble cast, like they make it work and it's not one particular. Um, like if I'm thinking about this show. I would say I'm kind of on your page, on the same page with you in terms of Marty. I think he has uh, he has that likable character. Um, he's just a normal dude. In terms of dynamic character, I think Ruth is the most dynamic character on the show. She's and you grow. It's real interesting because in a show like this, you grow to love and hate these people, and it just goes like this. Um, so I would say Ruth is probably my favorite overall character. I think has the best character arc of everybody in the show. Um, and then what about a least favorite character? Is there anybody that you just despise? Because I certainly have one. Oh. I do not like Darlene. Oh God, I forgot about Darlene. <laughs> oh, I do not like Darlene. Um, and there's, I, I don't want to, I don't know when spoiler yeah. alerts are. So I, <laughs> for anyone that hasn't watched it, I, I won't go too, too deep into this piece, but there, there is a part in season three where I was like, why, why are we, why, why are we doing this? <laughs> like and it doesn't, it doesn't end either. Well, yeah, I just, Yes. Spoiler alert, it does. But I, I was just, no, why? Why are we doing yeah. this? But yes, yeah. Darlene, I, I do not like Darlene. She is, she's just frightening. She is frightening. She is terrifying. Those of you that have seen Ozark know Darlene is frightening and she grosses me out. Um, yeah, she's really good. I mean, she does a great job, but I. Yeah. Uh, I, I kind of didn't think that because I so despise Wendy in this show. I absolutely hate Marty's wife in every, and I've hated her since almost the beginning. Beginning, I, yeah. I cannot stand that character. It makes me hate the actress. <laughs> I just can't stand it. And if anybody has seen that, I'd be curious to know if anybody else feels the the rage that I do when I see her come onto the screen and talk like a smug little human that she is. <laughs> so. She's gotten way. She's been terrible in season four too like i i didn't have that same feeling for the most part like i she annoyed me and i think that kind of how they how they made her yeah, like sure, just sure. The, the way the story started she was you know not not the not the best so yeah but this this last season like she has been on another another level it's hard it's really it was really hard to watch uh watch this this season um I mean, it was real easy. I mean, the, the story flows really well mm -hmm. and it's very intriguing. Um, but yeah, so we'll, we'll end with Ozark there. But if you haven't seen it, we recommend it. Um, just don't watch it with your kids around. <laughs> yeah, definitely not. Yeah. So, all right. Show, you got a third show or? Uh, yeah, I got one more I can throw in there. Um, and it's a, it's a stark departure from, from the first two. Okay. Uh, Cobra Kai. Oh. Uh, I, I'm I'm a huge huge fan of Cobra Kai. Uh, I've watched all of the seasons. Uh, so the last this I think this I don't know if this is the last season or not, but um, it just came out this month. So I haven't gotten through all of it yet. But if you guys haven't watched it, if you don't know what Cobra Kai is, I'm not sure what you're doing with your life. Um, but it's basically it is based off of the Karate Kid. So we've got Daniel LaRusso and uh, his his nemesis at the time, uh, Johnny, 
Uh, so they're now all grown up and uh, they're just kind of going through life with their kids and still, you know, fighting some karate in the valley. Uh, it is, I mean, it, it's got a little bit of your, your teen high school drama mm-hmm. kind of stuff built into it. Uh, but the karate is really good. The story, I think, is actually pretty pretty entertaining. Um, and it's it's <laughs> it's much lighter than Ozarks. So it's, it's good mm-hmm. to have kind of a nice little palate cleanser. Uh, if you will, but it's, it's a really, I think they've done a great job with it. Uh, the story, the story flows really well. Um, there's a lot of, so there's some good young actors that, you know, I, I hadn't seen before. Um, and just the, they, they tie back to karate kid very, very well, um, often. And that's, that's still one of my favorite movies of all time. So I, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of, uh, Cobra Kai, Interesting. Another, another Netflix show. Yeah. That's on Netflix. Um, I have not watched it. I know of Karate Kid from when I was a kid, but it wasn't something I ever watched. Um, I don't think I know some of the scenes. I know I know the people. Uh, Ralph Macchio. I know I know him. Uh, I know Mr. Miyagi. Yep. Um, <clears throat> you know I know of it, and but I've never watched it, and so I didn't really have any interest in it. But maybe um, I mean, is it something that you can watch freestanding without knowing the movie? And, and oh yeah, an idea of what's happening. Because yeah, I've heard yeah, real sure. good things about it. It's just, I've been real and, weird about some of the nostalgic stuff over the years that has come out after it was popular. Mm-hmm. Um, I refused when, see, and I'm just, you you know my NFL takes. So mm-hmm. I refused to, <laughs> I refused to watch like the X-Men movies when they came out in the early 2000s because they were, I felt they were like six years too late in terms of the popularity of X-Men. Um, you know, I remember when all the figures came out, the cartoon was big. Um, I wasn't a comic book reader, so I didn't understand, you know, that was going to be big anytime. But I never watched those movies and <clears throat> I never watched. Well, I've watched some now. Harry Potter, uh, Lord of the Rings. I've only seen one. Like when things are really, really popular, I typically in the past have just said i don't want to be a part of that um i don't want to be that's my underdog thing i don't like i I gotcha (laughs) but uh, you know it's something i'd be i i I do have to find some shows uh to watch now because i am uh i am through some of these uh other ones that i was watching it's it it's a it's a good show i i think it's a good show uh you don't have to have seen the movie but there's nothing stopping you from watching karate kid well I mean, and i'm you know what i'm sure i've seen it it's just i mean probably 35 years ago maybe i mean well no it's not that old well 1990 was 30 was 30 well yeah i guess you're right yeah yeah <laughs> damn good call yeah um, yeah we're old as shit buddy <laughs> yeah yep you are correct um but no they they tie it back they tie it back very well so like you 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 don't have to have seen the movie yeah. to uh to follow the show by any means they, they tie it they tie it in they tie it in really well um yeah that's that's one of my palate cleansing shows and then the office is always a palate cleanser show yeah i like that one as well um i've never seen have you thing, but the office yeah, I, I'll watch it every once in a while. I think there's some good character work. In, that that show would not work today, unfortunately. But yeah, I don't think so. Yeah. Well, people are so damn sensitive. I mean, and I'm one of those all the time people. Still. But like, I'm yeah. I'm real. 
I'm real sick of the canceling thing. I don't care which side of the fence you're on. I'm sick of cancel culture. Like whatever Neil Young is going on with Spotify, I'm like, yep, I'm going to still pay for Spotify. He pulled his whole, uh, his whole, his whole like discography or whatever you call it off of, off of there because they won't cancel Joe Rogan. And I'm like, look, mm-hmm. there's other people on that on that platform and every other podcast platform who speak their minds. And yes, it's misinformation. Uh, it's their beliefs. And that's just how it's always going to be. And we don't need to cancel something every time you don't agree with somebody. Yeah. Uh, I'm so sick of it. Like I'm still going to pay for Spotify personally. Um, they house, they house this wonderful, fine podcast. Exactly. We love um, Spotify. I, I do. And I do think it's the best streaming music service. Uh, I'm an Apple guy and I hate Apple music. I'm not paying for it. Um, Spotify is better for me. Um, I like Apple podcasts, though. <laughs> I like Apple podcasts, too. If you're I like listening. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I like would. Gala, Gala apples or Gala apples. Gala. Um, oh, yeah. Nice. Nice. Pink, pink lady apples. Those are good. Uh, <laughs> I, I would agree with you um on on the cancel on the canceling thing for sure i don't know what he i'm not sure what his i haven't i haven't looked into his issue enough to it's joe rogan oh okay well because they want joe rogan taken off the air because of because of his political takes um but you know what like my mom watches msnbc and they're not going to cancel that and that's some of that's not that's misinformation. Fox yeah. News is misinformation. Newsmax. Like there are just as many people on on my left side being idiots as there are on the right side being idiots. Misinformation happens everywhere because just like us, all we did was open an account right on anchor <laughs> yeah. and put a microphone next to us. And we had a podcast. Anybody can do that. Yep. And, and you're not going to be able to control it just because you don't like it. I mean, yeah, the one. So one question I'll, I'll ask you, yeah, and because I, I I agree with you, at what point, at a certain level, is there some ownership or responsibility for for the misinformation? So not saying that they should cancel him or you know mm-hmm. not put him on there, but yeah. you know if, if, and I haven't listened to him, so I don't know what he's saying. If what he is saying is verified to be misinformation mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. do they spotify need to have a, a disclaimer or something you know saying whatever this is these are these statements are not proven to be true or you know take these statements at your own your I own risk i, I don't mean, know i don't know could, either they could do stuff like that i mean i guess what does it do though it doesn't because listen, the people who are listening to Joe Rogan's podcast, and if you listen to ours, thank you. Uh, I don't agree with what you listen to in terms of that podcast. <laughs> however, however, you get the choice to listen. We had a president for four years who said whatever he wanted, whether it was true or not. Okay. We have politicians every day, both sides of the fence will say whatever they want or want people to believe, whether it's true or not. That's never going to change. We will always have politicians who are not telling the truth, period. I don't care if it's Donald Trump or Joe Biden or whoever it might be. They're they're always going to be telling mis. There's always going to be misinformation. There's always going to be lies told because those people are in charge of what what do they what have they always called us the free like the leader of the free world is what they've always said 
that the president is, right? They can't tell you the truth. They know things you cannot know that we cannot know as citizens that that could put people in date. Like that's there are things that are confidential for a reason. Um, so there are times, yes, uh, there's going to be misinformation out there from from you know politics or wherever it might be. Yeah. Um, I don't know what they can do about that. I don't know that yeah. there's anything that makes sense to do about that. Do I think they should pull his show? No. no. But no. do I want to, am I going to ever listen to it? No. I have friends who take that as the gospel and now have a political, political belief that is purely based on the guy who fed people worms on fear factor. Um, I mean, isn't that who that is? Joe? Yep. Yep. I mean, what, what, I, I don't know. I haven't done the research, so I'm not like I'm, I'm trying to spot it. But what, what yeah. kind of education does he have? Is he just a comedian who did some TV? Like, I don't know. Yeah, he's I mean, he's he's definitely a counterculture figure, like for sure. He mm -hmm. I think he you know, and there's nothing thinks, wrong with having. No, that. no. Yeah. He thinks outside the box. And yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah, that's interesting. I, I would I would certainly not say that he needs to be pulled um yeah like yeah i mean he like you said we're we're, we're allowed to get on here and yeah you can pretty much say what you want yeah uh you know to, i mean to a i think degree. if podcasts were required if there was any sort of a regulation of every podcast where the beginning of every podcast said uh the views and da 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 of mm -hmm. of this podcast are not uh the views of spotify or wherever, you know what, or not of the streaming service. Right. Whatever. I mean, I I skip through the beginning of most podcasts I listen to anyways, because most of it's advertising. I don't I listen to a lot of wrestling ones and there's so much ads at the beginning of those that I I I click way past that. Um but anyways, uh we went off a little bit on the kind of got away from that there, but um I thought I'd hey, bring that good up. Good stuff. Yeah, I like it. So so your third show again was what, what did you say it was? I, my brain is Co uh, Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai. That's right. Mm -hmm. um, my third show is called stay close and it is a Harlan Coben um, novel that was turned into a show. So um, I'll tell you what uh, the story is. Um, uh, it says when Carlton Flynn vanishes 17 years to the night after Stuart Green vanished, it sets off a chain reaction in the lives of people connected to both men. Um, really good mystery thriller. Um, so mystery and thriller writer Harlan Coben, um, he's very similar to like James Patterson. He struck a multi-million dollar five-year deal with Netflix for 14 of his books to be adapted into series or films on their platform. Um, there are 10 works to watch on Netflix, two of them specifically create created for Netflix. Um, I just, it's really good. I enjoy a good, like when you really have to think about what you're watching, uh, not about like, like on Ozark, you're thinking about where the story's going in terms of what you've already known in this, they're, they're one-off series. They don't have second seasons. It's just one-off. Um, and you're constantly trying to figure out who it's a, it's who done it. Right. It's, it's your typical old school mystery thriller stuff. Um, I like it a lot. I highly recommend it. That was one that we binge watch Christy who doesn't, um, she doesn't stay up very late. 
we started watching this one night and we watched all the way up to she watched up to the sixth episode that night it was one in the morning before she went to bed and and she is a she doesn't stay up ever past midnight so that was uh that's how good at least gripping it was bringing it bringing it uh in it's they're weird stories but but i i enjoy uh that one he did what's it called again it's called stay close close. there's also one called um uh safe safe and uh the stranger there are at least three of them that i thought were really good uh there's some other ones that were okay that he is a part of too um interestingly enough I think some of these works that have been done uh, in the Netflix deal um, are done by foreign film companies. And so they're, mm. you can tell their mouths don't match because they're speaking in a different language. It's really some of those I get distracted by personally. Um, yeah. So anyways, Harlan Coben, um, stay close. That's where I'm at with that one. All right. I'm going to check that one out. Looking at it now. Cool. All right. Well, we can, if you have anything to say to us, um, we, we're not posting this on YouTube anymore, at least for the moment. And uh, it, I think on Spotify, I did notice that I saw the other day, and I don't know how this happens, but I did see a rating thing on Spotify on one of the podcasts the other day. So really? I think they may be adding ratings or adding ratings to certain, certain um, podcasts. Um, but that's something to look out for. There may be a rating system soon on Spotify. Um, I haven't done any research on that. Um, Interesting. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, there's that. Um, if you do have a comment, send us a message on um, on either of our Instagrams. Uh, cur- is it the Curious Picker or Curious Picker on Insta? It's one of the. I mean, it's it says. I think it's, <laughs> yeah, I think it's, it's him. The, I think, but you can send us a message there. Flip it. Du uh, is mine. You can send me a message, or uh, you can send us the 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 curious uh, and or you can send us an email at flipitcuriously at gmail dot com. If you've got any comments, um, you know we still would love to have some feedback. We don't get a a ton of it, so (laughs) we'll get there. Pretty much, John. John is our. Is our feedback resident um, feedback? Of all my friends that listen, who are not, uh, they're not, um, not resellers. They just like to listen to it, uh, which I appreciate. So before we get into uh, our other topic, I've got a dad joke. Oh, nice! <clears throat> are you ready for this one? Probably not. What did Spartacus say when the lion ate his wife? No idea. Nothing. He was glad he ate her. Wow. Wow is right. Wow. I realized where I'm getting these. There's a guy I watch on TikTok who will just react to uh, dad jokes that are sent to him. And that I had to to (laughs) put that one down. That's a good one. Yep. Glad he ate her. Wow. He ate her. (laughs) I hope you guys enjoyed our weekly dad uh, (laughs) update. Uh, Uh, and and speaking of dadding, uh, for all of you that don't give a crap, uh, the rest of this podcast is going to be about this past weekend's NFL games in the playoffs. Uh, divisional round, I think, is what they call this. Yep. And this may have been one of the best weekends of, of NFL football that I've ever seen. 
Um, we had four games determined. Uh, all four games were determined by last minute, last second uh, plays that en- ended the game. All four yep. games four ended games. on a game ending play um, where someone had to score to win. So we'll start. We're going to run down based on when the games were uh, were aired on on television. We're going to start with uh, one close to home for you guys. Uh, the Cincinnati Bengals surprise. I don't even know how they made the playoffs, but the Cincinnati Bengals <laughs> played the number one seed in the AFC, the Tennessee Titans. Uh, Brennan, what do you got to say about this game? Um, Burrow and Chase are going to be haunting us for years. years. We're, we're be seeing, seeing them in our sleep for years as Browns fans. And that's without, uh, we're not going to talk about, sorry. <laughs> that's without an offensive line. Yeah, yeah. What they're doing right now is with no offensive line whatsoever. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be a rough it's gonna be a rough go. But uh, we're not gonna talk about the Browns today. We're gonna talk about yeah. talk about the Bengals here. Um, like you mentioned, no offensive line. Yeah. Uh, Burrow was sacked nine times in that game. Yeah. And he still somehow found a way to win a playoff game on the road. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I, to me, I, I think I've said this before. I, I think the Bengals were ahead of schedule. I did not think they would be. They're, this one, good. Year, they're one year ahead. I think at least. It, yeah. I did not think they'd be this good this year because they didn't have that offensive line uh, yeah. in place. Um, and I I've watched them, you know, I've watched, mul- I've watched them multiple times this year. Um, the game against the Browns, I was I was surprised at how bad the Browns beat them in, in that game. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw them play the Jets and, and lose, that game too. lose yeah. to the Jets. Yep. Um, I feel like they they tend to play down to their opponents a lot. I feel like that's been their their mo for a long time, and I think it's been that the same this year. Um, so I think when they get into these big games, they they do show up. Uh, they yeah. do. They show up as best as they can. <laughs> Without an offensive line, it's kind of hard against that defensive front to uh, to show up in, in that regard. Um, but from every other aspect of the game, I mean, they 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 did they, they did it just enough. Yep, they to, did what they needed to do to win that game to be able to get out of. Now, they sh- they 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 didn't have any business winning that game, in my opinion. Um, with 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 the nine sacks, they really weren't able to move the ball that much mm-hmm. um, as far as scoring goes. So I, I was very surprised that they were able to pull that out. But you get 12 points from your kicker. And uh, I don't know. How many turnovers did, did the Bengals have? One in that game? Um, let me see. I got the box score open here. Uh, what's his name through three interceptions? Tannehill through Tannehill, three. yeah. The, the Bengals did – did they turn the ball over? I think Burrow had one interception. Had one pick. Yeah. So you, you win the turnover battle. Yep. No fumbles. Yeah. Yeah. It was a it was a very entertaining a very entertaining football game. It um, was. Um, you know, you say you don't. They didn't have any business winning that game. I agree and disagree at the same time because I asked you guys a week before the playoffs started. I said, "Are the Tennessee Titans fools gold in the AFC?" I said, uh, and then John's response was, 
no, like this is like this and they're getting Derrick Henry back. They've, they've won without him. They're getting him back. Okay. So, you know, in my predictions, I, for whatever reason, one of the reasons, because I don't like a certain team, I had the Titans going to the Super Bowl. So if you look at this game, you know, Burrow with nine people like nine sacks, how did he win the game? Well, there were three interceptions by Tannehill. The way Tannehill has worked, the, what made the Titans work the second half of the season, once Derrick Henry went down, which they overwork him and his yards per carry are not that good in comparison to some other people. Um, if you look at who they brought in, which I think was a, was it Freeman was his name? Uh, yeah, Foreman. He had Foreman. Devontae Foreman. Yep. Yeah. He, he played really well without Henry in there. So what they did is they made their team get used to that sat out week one. I think the buy is like a kiss of death for most teams. I think the buy does not help because you're just sitting around for another week. Uh, yep. when everybody else is getting themselves really warmed up. Plus you usually have just sat your players at the end of, uh, the end of the season, the season, like the last game, a lot of times they'll sit their players and that almost never works. I don't know why people keep doing that. Um, so anyways, going back to Tannehill, um, what made them work is a really strong running game that kept them winning, uh, kept the ball moving with a quarterback who doesn't turn over the ball and is really good at managing is really efficient. Well, he was not efficient. And the reason he wasn't efficient is because they shoehorned Henry back in there after his injury. He did not look good at all. He wasn't, there was no speed. There was nothing there. He even, there was one time they showed him going to like push a guy's face. Like he normally brings a guy down mm -hmm. and he did not do that. He, he, he just kept going. Like he, it's like he was timid in his running and they had been playing so well with Foreman who actually had, I think one of the better runs in the game. Yeah. Um, I think they made a mistake by putting Henry back in the game. Um, and then that forced Tannehill to not be a game manager and have to try to win the game because the run game was not working against a relatively mediocre Bengals defense. Um, the game ended 19 to 16. Um, the one thing, the one thing that I will say about, again, the offensive line, I always knew Burrow was going to be a star. I'm an LSU fan. So I knew, I knew Burrow would be a star and I knew Chase would be a star. I liked that they brought them together, but I was questioning because they didn't address the offensive line in free agency. So why would they pick a receiver and not address the offensive line? So now they've developed this relationship with Chase and Burrow even, even further. And I would assume they're going to go in and pick some sort of alignment and get some, some line help. Uh, mm -hmm. And they're going to be phenomenal once they have a line and he's not on his back. That's going to be a tough, that's going to be a tough, tough act to beat with also T Higgins, uh, Tyler, Tyler Boyd, um, yep. Uzama, or I think, I think Uzama, yeah, Uzama. Yep. he's a pretty good tight end. Right. And yep. then uh, Joe Mixon is, is, I think, I think he's a top eight running back in the league. He's pretty darn good. He is very good, especially with all the, with all of that, with all the talent that they have mm -hmm. now they're yeah. at receiving. Yeah. Just imagine if he had a line to run right. behind exactly. as well. I mean, yeah, exactly. So let's, let's move on from the Bengals. We talked a lot about that because that affects us as Browns fans uh, moving forward. Um, I I'm one of the Browns fans that doesn't care if they win, I, if they won the Super Bowl, I would not be upset with that. A lot of Browns fans would, 
I don't, I don't care. Um, they, I've never hated the Bengals like I hate the other two teams. I would agree with that statement. So, all right, 49ers versus Packers. Uh, and I'm going to start this one off by saying exactly what you said about, I think you said about the Bengals who play down to their competition. If there's ever a team that plays down to their competition in the playoffs, it is the Green Bay Packers. Um, I've always felt this way. They're one of those teams similar to, it was Georgia in the uh, in the NCAA until this this past year until they got Kirby smart, really Uh, they had always played down to their competition and blew it in big games. Um, That's what I'm seeing from the Packers in the last, I mean, was it been 13 years since Rogers won a championship? It probably hadn't been that long, but Uh, yeah, I think it has been 13 years, 2008 (laughs) or nine. Uh, So anyways, in this game, we had uh, Aaron Rodgers versus Jimmy Garoppolo, a low scoring game, 13 to 10. Um, I thought it was an interesting game. It was fun to watch. It was snowing in Green Bay. Um, the whole idea that these teams that play up north, um, that they have an advantage because the other teams from California come up and play in the cold. Um, those guys that you drafted from Florida and California and Texas who are playing in Green Bay still hate the cold. Like, it, it the same thing with, with college. Uh, I'm a proponent of I would love for the Browns to have a domed stadium similar to Lucas Oil in Indianapolis and Ford Field in in Detroit. I, what are you a man because you sat in the cold? I, I don't care. I want to be able to I want that thing to make more money other than the eight games a year it gets for the NFL or eight and a half now. So, yeah, so. That's I don't have much to say about that game. That Debo Samuel is a really special player who I didn't really know about until just towards the end of this season. Um, I don't follow the NFL too much in terms of players nowadays because I don't do fantasy. So gotcha. I to me, I, I was very surprised by this game, um, especially after the first after the first drive. the the first The first two drives really. Um, where Green Bay just looked like they were having no trouble at all moving moving the ball. Like this was, I, I was like, this is not going to be much of a game. Um, and I, I had I watched up until I think like third quarter, and then I wasn't watching. I think we were we were watching something else at the time. And then I, I checked my phone and saw that they had that it was they still only had ten points. Yeah. So I flipped it back on. And we got the the block punt. Yep. Uh, and then just the, the crazy, you know, the crazy finish there. Mm-hmm. Uh, to me, the most interesting piece about this, though, is, and I, I think it goes in line with what, what the other games, too. Um, it's like we're, we are coming towards the end of one of those great quarterback eras, mm-hmm. right? So you've got mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers, even though he's only got one uh, championship, statistically, and I test is one of the best quarterbacks you've ever seen play the game. Mm-hmm. Like when it comes to just, just being a quarterback, he is, right. he is fantastic typically. Um, so just the fact that he put, potentially, this is his last, his last game in green Bay. Yeah. Um, loses. He didn't lose to another quarterback. Really? <laughs> um, he, he lost uh, this, the special teams, I guess, I guess you can, Mm-hmm. I think I heard that, that they had the like the worst special teams. The absolute, like not just the worst, the absolute worst, <laughs> and by a lot. By yeah, and I, I don't know if this is true, but did they only have 
10 men on the field for the uh, there. I thought I saw they only had 10 men on the field either for the the game winning field goal, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, that, that's pretty. I did not. Uh, hear that. Pretty oh. interesting if that's true. I don't know if it's true, though. I need to I'll have to double check that. But um, yeah, it, it was. I was very surprised by the outcome of that game. And again, you've got, I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, again, is, is one, one, one game away from, mm-hmm. from the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other interesting piece to me, which also ties into the Browns a little bit, is that Shanahan guy, man. He, when he was offensive coordinator in Cleveland, that was the, the one, one good year we've had up, up until before last year. Um, everywhere he tends to go, he does a tremendous job. Um, he gets, too. yeah, he gets the most out of mm-hmm. what he has, the players, what he has everywhere he goes. Um, so I, I really like him. Mm-hmm. I would not at all be upset if they, if they make the, uh, make the Super Bowl. We and shout out to uh, President of Profit. He is yeah. a, uh, he's a Niners fan. So, yes. Yeah, you guys if actually saw that Bengals 49ers game earlier this year, right? Yeah, we did. And that could still somehow potentially, somehow could potentially be the Super Bowl, potentially. It's amazing. It is but truly amazing. Game, um, yeah, it's Dante prison to profit, right? Yes, yep, Dante, yep. I don't know if he listens, but uh, he should. Um, he should. <laughs> uh, both of those games, Bengals and 49ers Packers ended on a game winning uh, field goal. Uh, It was tied in both of those situations. The other team had to come. uh, I think they had to drive uh, like there was something had to, I can't remember exactly what happened, but the Bengals one was particularly like meltdown by the Titans turned into Burrow got the ball and had enough time to get into field goal range. And fat Randy was no longer the kicker. uh, Right. And so kicker, made the field goal. Um, and then, and then, uh, the 49ers Packers, um, 49ers field goal kicker came on, won that game as time expired as well. So that was a really, really awesome way, uh, to get that weekend started. Um, and low scoring games, but I don't think it was, I don't think they were boring games no. at all. And the other thing I was going to say is I picked the Packers to win the Super Bowl. So I was, Oh, wow. You're, I, didn't you're want, out. I didn't want them to win, but I really thought that they were the most consistent team all year. And I should have thought about the game we played against them because we should have won that game and they didn't look very good. So I didn't really think about that when I made my picks. Your pick, yeah. So, um, to put a bow on this, I was correct uh, on the 45 yard game winning field goal. The Packers only had 10 players on the field for their field goal blocking unit. Fools. That's crazy. I mean, that's that's yeah, unbelievable. That's ineptitude at its not at its finest because you're going to we're going to talk about that soon. Um, <laughs> let's go on to Saturday or Sunday Rams and Bucks. I watched the fourth quarter only. I don't care about either team. Uh, I don't like the Rams only because I don't like OBJ and how <laughs> I feel like he gave up on the Browns. Um, also, other conversation there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he's not the only one to blame, but I do feel like as an LSU fan, I couldn't be more disappointed in having that guy I always wanted come to the team and look like he gave up to want to be traded after they almost made the AFC championship last year 
to ask for a trade in the offseason and then just show up the way he did at the beginning of the year. Now it makes sense why they didn't play him right away either. He was getting to make the decision whether or not he wanted to play because he, he was being whether he was ready uh, after recovering from his uh, surgery. So anyways, going into the Rams, Bucks, Stafford, Brady, uh, a game that had no business being interesting became interesting because <laughs> Tom Brady. I don't care how you feel about him. I don't like him, but after what he's done with the Bucks and his previous, um, his previous resume, that man is the greatest of all time. And my buddy, Tony always says, Joe Montana, I'm sorry. Joe Montana had a really brief window where he was amazing. And then he got hurt and he was never the same. He went to Kansas city and just shit the bed and never played again. So <laughs> Yeah. What do you, what do you have to say about this game? Uh, another really, really exciting uh, finish. Yeah, this game was awesome. Um, and I think I, I'm, I'm on an Island as, as someone that actually does like Tom Brady. Um, I don't just, mind him anymore. Just his, his entire story, right. Just from seventh round, sixth round draft pick, whatever. Um, yeah. The Browns just, pick on win ahead of him. Nice job. Uh, oh, I think it's safe to say that he would not have been Tom Brady if he was drafted by the Browns. Um, nope. I, I don't, I don't think that. Spurgeon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, so he's he should be grateful for that. Um, True. He is, yeah, like you said, that game had no business being being a game. Nope. Uh, what was it, 20, 27 to 3 or something? Something like that. They were, it was, they were I, mean, I don't know. I don't remember that score, but it was to the point where I didn't think it was actually anything was going to happen. So, yeah, they, they, they were, they were getting trounced. Yeah. Much, much like they were getting trounced. Uh, well, much like he was getting trounced when they played Atlanta in the Super Bowl. Um, and he came back. They won that game. And the Falcons have never been the same since. Uh, I, I think, I think he stole their souls in that game. Um, and that's why they, or as bad as they have been since then. Um, I've never been more disappointed in a Super Bowl as when Brady came back. I was like, you kidding me? Like, I just, I, I'm, a, I'm very much, I've said it before, I'm an underdog guy. And at that point, I was so sick of seeing the Patriots and Alabama and Clemson and those kind of, like, I was tired of seeing those guys at the top all the time. And All the time. God, like looking back at it, like it was phenomenal he came back. But I was so mad in that moment. Um, it just doesn't matter to me anymore. Like what he did with the bucks last year. I, I don't even know how you can explain going to a team who had no business being in the playoffs uh, to winning a super bowl with that. Super bowl. Yep. He's he, he is phenomenal. This to me, this was a great game. I actually, I, I watched, I think I watched pretty much all of this game. Um, and just because I, because I, he's, he's like a, if you're watching a horror movie, right, it's like they always come back. <laughs> and, like, he's yeah. one of those guys, they just, he always comes back. It's like, you've got to shoot him in the head twice. Michael Myers, he's Jason. Yes. <laughs> just to make sure that he is officially, officially dead. Yeah. And he did everything he did. I mean, he came back and he, they lost the game because the defense. He did, he somehow got him back in that game. Now, it wasn't all him that got him back in the game. Um, Matthew Stafford helped to get them back in the game, uh, as well as the the running back. I can't think of his name right now uh, on the Rams. 
Um, Acres. Acres. Yeah, yeah, Cam Acres. Um, He he did his best. Yes, he did his best to help them get back in that game. uh, Stafford did his Lions impression. He did. He did. But then he came up huge at the end. I'll give him, I will say that. I would not be upset for that man if he won a championship. But to allow OBJ to get the rights to say, oh, I was right. And his stupid dad, I just, no, no. I, I mean, I yeah, I, I, I understand. I, I do understand that. I understand. There's that. about to be a scenario where I'm not watching the Super Bowl and we're about to talk about it. Oh, if it's uh, okay. All right. Well, with, with that tease, let's, we can go ahead and just uh, let's move on to God. I, this. This was the greatest game I think I've ever seen. I, I outcome be damned that this was just a tremendous football game. But I'll I'll let you go ahead and take take the stage. Interestingly enough, uh, when we first started chatting last fall, we had a similar game where we said this may be one of the greatest games I've ever seen. Do you remember the Browns Ravens last year, where Lamar came back after taking a dump? Said he didn't have to have it. That game was phenomenal, and that it's very phenomenal. similar to this game, but this one was in high stakes. Like That one, I think, was a, a Thursday or a Monday night game, which was pretty big. You're yep. t- we talking about going to the AFC Championship. Um, I am a Chiefs hater. I cannot – they are my – being a Cleveland guy, they ended my dream last year. Um, I didn't mind when they won the Super Bowl. But they've got it now. I don't now. I don't want to see them again. Um, uh, it was great to watch them lose last year. Um, I, as a Cleveland fan, I had to watch Steph Curry and Draymond Green and Clay Thompson and all those other fools in Golden State um, somehow put this soup. Oh, Kevin Durant. Let's just put a the, one of the best players ever on the team too. Um, I had to watch them come in and beat my team every year except for the year they were supposed to be the best of all time which was fantastic Mm -hmm. um what i see in the chiefs is the golden state warriors i see steph curry mahomes i see draymond green um who i can't stand uh tyreek hill let's put them together they're about the same to me and then travis kelsey and i would put him you know he's the other star um he's an ohio guy and i heard some guys like on the radio, be you know, talking about, oh, Ohio guy, good for him. And I'm like, no, <laughs> he's an Ohio guy, but he don't live here anymore. He don't play here anymore. Um, yeah, that's not his fault. Yeah. I will say I do like Clyde Edwards Alaire. Uh, he's an LSU guy. He's a good, he's a good player. Not great, but he's a good player. Um, this game was crazy. Um, the Bills are the Browns. Um, they've just been to the Super Bowl four times. They are the Browns. Josh Allen in this game, everybody had talked about him being one of those guys that could be a star. Josh Allen became a star on Sunday night. I truly believe that he is going to be mentioned now as an elite quarterback in the NFL without question moving forward. That's, that's my take on it. Um, This was an overtime game with the craziest finish I've ever seen in my life. The worst coaching, situational coaching I've ever seen in my life. Um, we can talk about that in a minute. What do you have to What do you have to say about this game? Because I know you are you're you're cool with Mahomes. I, I am. I absolutely love Mahomes. I, he is 
He is so much fun to watch. He looks like Steph Curry, who has a terrible delivery and somehow makes every shot. It's the same thing. He's like, oh, let me throw this through my butt cheeks and see. Oh, he caught it. Yeah, pretty much. And I want to see, I I would, this is an honest, you know, I would love to see him try to play without the fastest player in the NFL at receiver because a lot of the scoring they do has to do with how fast how fast Tyreek Hill is and their inability then to cover Travis Kelsey because they've got to put so much attention on old speedster over there. Uh, yeah. I'd be interested to see. How well, that, I mean, that how is, that is what, I mean, that's what football is though, right? We, we want our teams to have speed. We want our teams to have good players. Um, and the, the chiefs had, what's his name? They had Alex Smith. They were not this. Right, no. like they, they they were they were not this. No, um, Mahomes to me is is it's early. He yeah. he's one of the he's he's definitely one of the best QBs I've seen play. Um, but it's early. We we'll have to see how long he can sustain that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I've been super impressed with watching him. Just the fact that he sat for full year, right? He didn't he didn't come in he didn't come in as this highly touted superstar, right? That's he came in as your David. Yeah, right? shut he, your mouth. He, I know where he, you're going. He came, with he came in as your David. He sat uh, behind Alex Smith. He learned how to play the game. He's done everything the right way. He doesn't talk a whole lot of trash. Um, he shouldn't. Uh, well, I mean, he. How much money does? Oh, okay. Maybe he shouldn't. But he doesn't talk a whole lot of trash. He, to me, he is so much fun to watch play. He could um, make so much money if he just signed on with the Muppets. I mean, that's that's a good. He could point. literally voice Kermit and and the, stop selling insurance. <laughs> the first time I heard him talk, I was like, "What? Like, are you what? Is that really you know, his have voice? Have you ever noticed how weird he walks? Have you ever seen? He that? does kind of have like a. He's like got a, a weird like yeah. And so I, I looked it up on the internet yesterday on YouTube, on the, on the interwebs, uh, <laughs> on YouTube. And there was a doctor talking about, like, he's knock-kneed. If you look at him, mm. he's knock-kneed. And that actually probably is what caused his knee injury. Uh, that could affect him long-term. Yeah. He's got real bad. Like, if you look at his whole lower body, he's got a real weird um, situation <laughs> with, like, how his bones <laughs> are structured, actually. Um, that was really interesting. It was just I, interesting because I, I saw somebody making fun of him the way he was walking and uh, like on the, on a TikTok, And I was like, I was like, he does walk weird. And so I, I looked on and then I found like this first video I opened up cause I wanted to see him walk. And the guy's like going into a medical reason for why he walks the way he does. I thought that was really, that is weird. I did not, I've definitely noticed that walk. I did not realize he had, uh, what we like to call a medical situation down there. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> potentially. And it also messes with your hips uh, from what he was saying is the way the bone, I think the bone connects at the hips uh, and then causes that that way his knees kind of go inward. Uh, he said that that, and I didn't watch the whole video, but he said that that could be contributing to his, uh, could have contributed to his knee issue that he had. And I think, I mean, if it's, if it could, it's something that could be a long-term uh, issue. Um, he's good. I'm not. I'm not saying he's not good. I just love to hate. Um, 
Um, that could explain why he was. I mean, they they didn't look great at the beginning of the year. I know oh, he they, had that injury late. So, yeah, like they he could have almost half the year before they, because they were. I think they were at the same Brown. They and the Browns were about five and five or something. Yeah, it might not have been that bad, but it was. You know, they they were similar records. He had the most interceptions at the league in the league at the time. He yep. didn't look good, and I was like, okay, finally, like his. His trick shots aren't working anymore. Well, they still work. Yeah, they still work. And he's they good. He's work. a good quarterback. He's got a great coach. Andy Reid's a. He has a great. It's so coach. hard to hate them. I don't like the personalities on the team, but Andy Reid is such a good coach. Yeah. He finally made it after all those years and with the Eagles of getting there and not being able to like not be able to seal the deal, win the championship. Um, I, I'll give you that and. I don't know who I would root for Rams and chiefs. Cause I do not like either one. Uh, oh, I, I just don't like a player on the Rams. <laughs> right. the, the chiefs are harder for me to watch cause they beat my team and they remind me of getting beat every year. And I, as a Cleveland fan, I mean, you are a Browns fan. You're not a Cavs fan or anything. You're growing up. Michael Jordan. Yes. I'm a Bulls always fan. So, yeah. Like I, like it's, and this is something that we have dealt with for years and years as, as Cleveland sports fans, it's constant. There's always a team that we can't get past always. Yep. So yep. No, that's, that, uh... game was, that game was crazy. I have never seen such terrible situational coaching, uh, you terrible know, situational coaching. Yeah. Okay. So in the last two minutes, one minute, two minutes, there were, 21 points scored or something yeah some crazy crazy crazy, crazy. there was no defense being played at the end of that game um and neither one of those teams has tremendous defenses and it showed they also showed the elite uh, elite arms of those two quarterbacks mm-hmm. um the bill scored with 13 seconds left 25 everybody wa- everybody watching 13 seconds is that what i said you know yeah, yes i was just saying the 25 points scored in the last two minutes okay that's crazy um so they got the ball uh, with 13 seconds left. Um, the Chiefs got the ball. And everybody, the announcers, everybody watching at home said, oh, they're going to squib kick this, which means it hits the ground and that clock is going to start running. The one thing you can't do is kick it into the end zone. So whatever that coach said, I don't know if it was special teams or the actual coach, that ball went into the end zone and took no time off the clock. Had they kicked that short, they lost at least four seconds. They had about 10 seconds left to try to get into field goal range. Now, does it, sorry. Yeah. Do, does the clock stop when the ball hits the ground or when it's touched? It's when it's touched. But if it's okay. squibbed, if it's squibbed, it's in the it's in the field of play. They have to recover it or the kicking team can recover. Right. Right. Um, so I mean, I guess they could have done like catch it and kneel real quick right well the reason and so here's the reason why you don't the reason why you don't kick it in the air is because they can wave it off right they can um what do you uh fair catch it fair catch i think you can do that on a kickoff not in the end zone i think you can still do that i'm not sure but i think you can they squib it because they cannot then they can't do that they touch the ball the clock the clock starts running in the nfl when you go down, oh, you got to be touched. You have to be touched. 
So I don't know if there's other rules around that, but, but basically they would have had a lot less time uh, in that situation. Uh, when you're talking about seconds, they would have let, had a, had less time. And then the second bad situational coaching happened on the next play. If you go back and watch it, the next play, they literally did not defend. They, they purposely did not defend the pass, which was stupid because the Chiefs still had two timeouts. There was no reason to not defend the pass. And by doing that, they got it to their fastest player who they didn't to, to Tyreek Hill, who was unguarded and ran for 20 some yards, I think, on that play which got them into the place where they were able to get one more pass play to Kelsey into field goal range. And had they defended that play, yes, he still could have caught it, but you would have made it a lot more difficult for him to, to, to make it 20 yards or whatever it was. I thought it was really poor coaching and it ended on that next play after the Kelsey catch um, they kicked the field goal to win it or sorry to, sorry, to tie it yep. to tie it and send it to overtime when they had no business being in field goal range with 13 seconds left. So I think I, I'm going to go the opposite way of bad coaching and just go with exceptional play. Um, no. Nope. So <laughs> if, I don't know if you've seen or watched the video, there is, they talk about, so uh, Kelsey and Mahomes talk about, so that the play before the play to um, to uh, Tyreek Hill, mm-hmm. uh, the play. So right after that in the huddle, Kelsey said, I'm not going to run whatever route is called. He saw something in the defense yeah. uh, from that first play. So he goes out, Mahomes looks over to him and you yeah. can hear him say, do it, Kelsey, do it, do it. So he ran the route that he saw. So he yeah. saw, he saw flaw yeah. in their setup and yeah. ran that play to me. I'm going to go. I'm going to go great play versus on that play on that play. Absolutely. But that play should never have happened because they shouldn't have been that far. They should have been uh, that far up based on the amount of time they should have had left on a squib and, uh, and Tyreek Hill, if they would have paid any attention to anybody on that play, instead of guarding down, like, doing Jabril Peppers did when Greg Williams was a defensive coordinator, (laughs) 50 yards downfield. Um, they wouldn't have, that play wouldn't have put them into field goal range. They wouldn't have time. That that's my whole thing is situational coaching. Wasn't that last play. It was the first, it was the kick. And then the first play they chose to do what they did. And then it was too late to guard him. You know, at that point he, he could have gotten 15 yards and been in field goal range and he did. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know how many yards came on that play, but um, it was a good, it was a good, it was a good chunk. Play. I mean, I, I'll give you, I, I agree with that in terms of the playmaking on that play, but that play shouldn't even happen. It happened. If it did, it shouldn't have been in field goal range. So yep. that's where I say the situational coaching. Gotcha. Gotcha. Them. And then NFL overtime rules are kind of crappy in a game like that to have it end with the other team, not getting a chance that bothers me. Uh, in the playoffs yeah i'm not sure what the best i don't know what the best solution is to that though right because it's like as much as i would want them to just play another quarter of football i don't know if that's the right thing either just Mm -hmm. because of i don't know i mean five quarters of football is pretty brutal right yeah Um, i mean they added another game this year too i mean Right. So that, that's where it's like, I don't know, but I, I agree with you. I, I wanted, you would like to see them both have a, 
have yeah. a chance there, but you don't want it to be college, right? We can't go to the thirty-yard yeah. line. I don't. I don't think that. I don't know. Works. I mean, in the end, for the playoffs, something needs to be different. I think I would like to see the playoffs be something different, where it, when you have an epic game like that, that there is a different situation, so that that other guy does get an opportunity. Um, so, but I that, don't that leads. Sorry. Yeah. That leads me to my favorite stat. Josh Allen was nine and zero on coin flips uh, yeah. b- before that one, but uh, maybe I think I heard someone talking about this too. Maybe you do something other than a coin flip in the playoffs to determine who gets the ball. Yeah. I don't know if that you know if, if you base it on I don't know what you base it on yards turnover. I don't know something. You know what I would like to see. That that's a good point. So the last team that had the ball typically if they scored to send it into overtime that last team probably had the momentum yeah if you're not going to allow each team to have an opportunity then you give it back to the team who was not on offense prior to overtime and you just have them flip um the coin flip allows you know oftentimes i mean you've watched games as a browns fan where you went, oh shit, we're gonna lose because we lost the coin flip, and they they have been on fire the last three drives, mm-hmm. and they have the momentum, and we're never gonna get the ball back because of that. And so that's that's maybe a way to do it. I don't know what you do. Um, I don't think there's a good fix for it. Um, yeah, it's... I do like the extra quarter because I don't really care. I mean, they're getting paid enough to do it personally. Um, but I understand why they wouldn't do it also. Yeah. And people are oh, like, oh, they risk injury. And I'm like, they risk injury every play they're on. The every field. play. Yeah. And one of those teams isn't playing another quarter this year. That's true. And uh, I guess really it doesn't. I mean, had had the Chiefs not scored on that possession, had the defenses somehow managed to come together, they would have played a full quarter, right? Oh. So, yeah. Yep. Yeah, maybe maybe it is just play. Who knows? Play another quarter or, uh, yeah, yeah. Play another quarter, best or first to ten. <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> something like that. Yeah, I, when, I, when we talk about sports, I, I have I have a lot of hot takes. I just and it has and it you know I think a lot of people I could never be. I love I love sports. I would love to do sports casting and stuff like that, but I couldn't because my fandom affects how I feel about other teams um, and their abilities and stuff. And I can't, I can't separate that. Separate it. I just can't. You could, I think I cannot. I would love to do it. Yeah. If I had the time, like <laughs> I, I, I was actually looking into it, but like the, uh, the, the, the Dan, um, Dan Patrick, is that yeah. the full sale? Yeah. <laughs> it's like $68,000 or something. Full sale is expensive. They uh, full sale is where WWE's NXT um, training facility was before they built the performance center. Uh, they actually the kids at full sale, if I'm not mistaken, uh, who were in like broadcasting and stuff, not broadcasting, but like television production. They were the ones who produced their show. Oh. And so it was a partnership between the two. Okay, interesting. Um, which was which was so I knew I've known of a full sale. I think a lot of people get like video game um, development yep. stuff from there too. It's more of a 
it's more of the kind of school that offers things that that like a state school doesn't doesn't yep so. yeah there's a there's an ohio media school i think they're 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 much cheaper but again time yep. Yep. probably not gonna probably not gonna happen but it would be a lot of fun to do that might be a good retirement job yeah yeah i mean it'd be, okay. it would be a lot of fun it would sports it casting on the side right <laughs> that would be awesome well i gotta figure out how to do it well i know you got you got work coming back up and um this coffee's hitting me again so Right going on. into if you're looking at these games, we've got the Bengals playing the Chiefs, and we've got the Rams playing the 49ers. The Rams and 49ers have played twice this year already because they are division rivals, and the Bengals have beaten the Chiefs this year already, have they not? Yep, they beat them once. Yep. So, what is your prediction for? what the Super Bowl will be. Who who are these teams are going to win these games? I think we're going to see a Chiefs 49ers Ooh. Super Bowl. I, okay. I think the, the Chiefs or sorry. Yeah. I, I think the Chiefs are just a better team um, yeah. and having the home field advantage. Um, now I'm I I would not be surprised if the Bengals win the game. I yeah. I would not be surprised, but I, I do think that the Chiefs will win that game. And the Niners just have uh, the Niners have the Rams number. Yes, they do. Um, beat them six straight games, I believe. Yeah, and I I, I trust uh, I, I I trust um, Shanahan, Shanahan mm-hmm. more than McVay. Not that McVay is not good. I think he's very good as well. I trust McVay, Shanahan just a little McVay bit more. McVay lives and dies like he. It's like him and um, Brandon Staley in in and at the Chargers and. I thought Stefanski, but this year proved me differently. But those guys make some real weird decisions um, situationally. Yeah, that can cost their team. Matt Stafford has never been to this level, um, and started to show that at, towards the end of that game against the Bucks. Yep. Um, now beating Brady, being able to somehow you know being able to stay that off and come back. Yeah. That that and, might give him what he needs. But. And watching, I will say this: watching that game, the little bit I watched, um, the Rams and the Bucks. Um, I'm a Browns fan, and I think Miles Garrett is one of the best defensive players in the league, hands down. T.J. Watt is good too. Mm-hmm. I think it's a different situation with that player, but there is nobody after seeing. I've never. Aaron Donald is phenomenal. He is phenomenal. Oh. Now, I will say that Miles Garrett gets held more than any player as defensive player, I think, in the league. Like that man, but Aaron, always Donald, doesn't, Aaron Donald doesn't make stupid play de- or stupid decisions. Miles Garrett gets called for uh, an offsides in every game that costs them points. Almost every game. If you're not a Browns fan and you watch the Browns, I guarantee you, next time you watch a game, Miles Garrett will be offsides and it will lead to a drive being extended and points being scored. It happens at almost every game. Yeah. I have a problem with that. That's one thing I want to see him get a little bit better get, at. Get away. Yeah, get away from. But he's he's so good that he's constantly held and they don't call it. I yep. mean, it's 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 egregious too. Um I think I want the Bengals to win. Um, I think the Chiefs are probably at this point a better team, but there aren't 
there, there are no two teams that are as hot as the Bengals and the chiefs have been um, over the course of the last like eight games of the season. Um, the Colts, the Colts were there and then blue. I don't know what happened at the end of their year, how that happened that they didn't make the playoffs and the Steelers did, but the Bengals, right. the Bengals found ways to, to beat really good teams. Um, Joe Burrow, if there's anything that I've learned, that man does not give up. Mm-hmm. Um, he is one of the best leaders I have ever seen. I was jealous when they drafted him, I was jealous when they drafted Chase, but Burrow, <laughs> Burrow is a leader. And if anybody can beat the Chiefs when they're not supposed to, it's Joe Burrow. Um, I would agree. The yep. other thing I would say, oh, so I think I'll, I, I'll probably just go with, I'll go with, I'll go with the Chiefs. Uh, <laughs> I think it's probably going to be the Chiefs and the Rams. Um, I think so. I think it's going to be that. I don't want it to be either team. So. I'd love to see back I, either game. I think any matchup is a good matchup. Um, I think so. I think we'll have a good game no matter what. I would agree. Because I think Burrow and Stafford, I think Burrow and um, and Jimmy G, uh, I, I think just those teams, the way they're built, I think those could be really good games. Um, yeah, I would agree. Really and to quickly tack on to your, your statement about Burrow being a leader, one thing that stood out to me, being sacked as many times as he was, you never saw him like yelling at his offensive line or like hands, you know, like that, that what you would expect to see, right. You'd expect Baker Mayfield does. Exactly. He doesn't show, he doesn't show frustration on the field very often. Yeah. From from what I watched every game with LSU in 2019, most of 2018, I watched the national championship. And then I've, I've watched every game he's played the Browns uh, and, and some others. And I, I don't see that. Yep. And I, I think that's, I think that's huge. I think that goes a long way. And that's why that team loves him. Yep. Um, and yeah, I, I, they, they can do it. They can, I don't think they will, but they certainly can. Yeah. Real quick from number four to number one, rank the quarterbacks left in the, in the playoffs. Number four, I think is Jimmy G. Oh yeah. Easy. Yeah. Although I take <laughs> him in the Browns cause he knows how to win. Um, and he's typically doesn't turn the ball over too often. So, yeah. And yeah, he would be probably would fit relatively well. Um, right. yes, he, yeah, by far, uh, I think that's easy. I would say him, um, uh, I'm going to, oh man, it's, I'm torn between Burrow and Stafford. Uh, I think Burrow is going to end up being better than Stafford. Stafford's been around for a long time with some crappy teams. Yeah. Um, well, that's a tough one. If I had to pick one of those quarterbacks to be my quarterback, it would be Burrow. So I'm going to put Stafford at three. I'm putting Stafford at three also. Um, he's a good quarterback. He's put up a ton of stats on bad teams. He's also you no. Know, he's also turned the ball over a lot and makes bad decisions too. And it, yep. it showed, I mean, they started strong and then they really struggled mid-year. He, he wasn't really doing it. <laughs> yeah. uh, people were starting to wonder about that team for a while. Uh, so I'll put Stafford at three. I'm putting Burrow at number two. Um, and I think that's based on what he's already shown in two years uh, after his, because last year was his rookie year, right? And he tore his ACL yeah. Yeah. and came back. And he's now in the AFC championship, something the Bengals haven't done since 1990, I believe. Mm -hmm. Um, 
and um might have even been before that uh and and he's he's won one game from a super bowl i that's amazing it is like i and i'll put his leadership ahead of stafford's in a heartbeat too so for me burrow's the number two i would take honestly of all of those on my team i'd take burrow before mahomes because i just don't like I feel like the bottom's going to drop out eventually with Mahomes. I might be wrong. I also don't like when people anoint people the best player ever uh, when they've played three or four years. I think that's ridiculous. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't like I, to that out of the announcers. Like, shh. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. You've got to be careful with with the wording there, right? Because yeah. he's one of the best that I've ever seen play. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean he's the best ever because there's lots of people that I've. Yeah. not actually seen play um well there's games where you've seen lamar jackson be the best player you've ever seen too yeah yep absolutely terrible and not, like and i'm not saying mahomes is is ever really terrible he was a he, this year he wasn't great this year at some point yeah you know like he he wasn't great every game and i get that players are going to do that um but I, i'm still I mean, he, he will probably win his second championship this year, um, but I won't be disappointed if he doesn't. <laughs> yeah. um, and I do think he is going to be a, a, a great quarterback. But that, that, that knee thing I heard about is really interesting to me. And yeah. Could, if that does affect him and his mobility, that could be an issue moving forward that I'm kind of, I don't want to see him get injured, but if he already has something wrong, I'd be curious to see how that affects him moving forward. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Definitely have to, we'll, we'll keep an eye on that one. Yeah. Put a pin in that. All right. Well, I think uh, next, next pod, we'll probably get back to the reselling. Uh, we'll do, we'll, we will do an update on what happens this next weekend in the uh, conference championships for football. Uh, we'll try to keep it to a minimum. It won't be the whole episode. Um, uh, we'll Unless you guys want little- that. You know, we'll throw a little what you're watching in there. We'll do our our, our fill in the blanks of the week. Um, we'll see if we can come up with a. See if I can find another article, uh, something maybe we can we can spout on. I know I, I got good feedback from our last pod. Um, I mean, I didn't hear much feedback, but the ones I did were good. I I re-listened to it and it made like I, I listened to every one of our podcasts actually. Um, I like to hear what we say uh, because in the moment I'm not always, I'm thinking about what I'm going to say. I'm not always um, listening to what's being said. Uh, And there's times where I, I feel like I'm a bumbling idiot and I listen. I'm like, Oh, that was pretty, that was pretty good. I I was less of an idiot than I thought. And there's other times where I thought it went really well. And I listened, I'm like, "That, that didn't come through the way I thought it should. So we appreciate each and every one of you that listens. Um, some of you listen every week. Some of you pop in here and there, depending on topic. Uh, we hope you continue to join us. If you like the show, pass it on to somebody else because we'd love for more people to watch our show. We are now up to, I noticed on Anchor, 2,000 um, plays total in our lifetime. Um, we're coming nice. up on about a year here in the next couple months will be a year of the podcast. Uh, we're on episode 24. The way Brennan's work schedule has worked out, the way my schedule is starting to pan out, we are probably going to be able to get a, a pod in once uh, once a week now, I think. I think it'd be a lot easier during the uh, the middle of the day. So, yep. And there will be times where I'm going to sip it. I work at home. 
<laughs> I, I I will if I'm taking a vacation day. There you go. <laughs> All right. Well, until next time, when you're out searching for treasures, um, we always encourage you to flip it. Curiously. All right. We'll talk next time with the Chiefs, the losing team. <laughs> Bye, everybody. <laughs> See you guys.